0: Welcome back to the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life plus a few lessons I learn in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, and you are listening to a very special episode of the new Normal series. This is a mini-series we are doing in between podcast seasons to address the changes that have happened in our world and our industry over the last year. Let's get into it. Today's podcast guest is Deborah Lee Smith. You might have met Deb before because we did a couple of IG videos together in the beginning of the pandemic talking about where we were at. Her platform, More Than You See, encompasses a blog and a podcast, and she has a lot going on in terms of mental health. So we're really going to get into it today. We're going to start to talk about how we can check on our own mental health after all we've been through and why you can identify your feelings but you don't have to process them at the same time. We also talk about how we can check our mental health box as the world does open up and how changes in our routine can cause anxiety even when we were excited or are excited about things that are happening. We also hit on figuring out what you want in regards to your own new normal and setting up boundaries on social expectations over the next few months. And a little tidbit at the end, she talks about her morning menu, which is something I have absolutely stolen from her. All right, let's get into it. Deb, you've been, you have, I don't know if you've been officially on the podcast because you were on um, IGTV. Um, do you quickly want to introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. <laughs> Thanks for having me,
1: Sam. So um, hi, everyone. My name is Deborah Lee Smith. I'm an actor, filmmaker, mental health advocate. I also have a podcast called More Than You See, where I interview people and talk about non-traditional mental health resources, um, basically providing people different ways that they can build their own mental health
0: toolkit. Mm, I love that. I think it's so, I mean, it's great because now it's it's in the conversation, but I think there's just so much more work to be done because we all have like a a, pre, a pre-existing image of what we think mental health is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it usually involves an
0: expensive yoga retreat.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And it's interesting because like I've been hosting a lot of clubhouse rooms, not in the mental health space, but in just like actor space. And every single time I have someone reach out to me afterwards that wants to find out more about the podcast or has something that they want to share about their own mental health journey and how, whatever I've said, even if I'm not even talking about mental health, it resonates with them in some way. And I think that that's just like bringing mental health into normal conversations that aren't specific to mental health, but are just like, whatever, you know, any, any sort of conversation I think is so important because it just helps
0: normalize it in a really important way. So I'd love to talk to you today about, uh, let's, let's first start with the fact that the last 14 ish months have been pretty wild. Um, people, our heads are all in the same places. Some people are so pumped, so ready to get back in the world. Some are feeling very drawn inward, even deeper. Uh, how do we start to check in on our mental health after all that's been going on?
1: Yeah. So I think like the biggest thing, and this is something that I work with myself, I see a therapist every other week. I've seen her for years. It's very important for me to see one. And one thing that she said to me recently that I think is so important is that you don't have to identify your feelings and process them in the same breadth. Like we often think, you know, like I'm feeling angry and I need to like process why I'm feeling angry and how to, you know, digest that anger feeling and work through it and all of those things. We think that we have to do all of that in one space of time and that's not at all the case. And so something that she's actually had me do recently that specifically pertains to the acting career is I've had a lot, for me this year has been really, Difficult because my thrival job has blown up in a huge way, which is wonderful. So I've had, um, I'm very grateful that I've had very little financial pressure. But now that the world is opening back up again and I, you know, I'm trying to get my creative juices back going, it's really hard for me to balance the creativity and the, um, the thrival job. Yeah. Um, and something that she said to me last week is, um, she, cause I was telling her, I was having a really hard time prioritizing what was important to me and how I should be spending my time. And she said, I want you to write down questions about, um, how, how you're feeling about your career and about your thrival job. And don't even answer the questions just write down how that question makes you feel for example write down you know how what would I do if I never booked a series regular and then write down how that would make you feel so not like don't try to analyze like okay what am I going to do in order to book a series regular just sit in the feeling of like shit oh that's actually something I really really want And so just like sit in the feeling, which can then kind of later on help you prioritize and help you, you know, steer your, your prioritize and, you know, just figure out what, what your next steps are, but, but kind of, um, yeah, like again, just like sit in the feeling instead of sitting in the feeling and figuring out what to do about it in the same space of time.
0: I, I mean, I get that way all the time. I, I feel like I need very tangible go-to problem fixers. And Same. we were just kind of talking about Definitely. that before this. And <laughs> I want to check my boxes, right? So if yeah. people are feeling the need to uh, check a mental health box in some ways, uh, along with that, are there any other ideas you could give us of checking that box? Because some people are going back to work, some are not. It's oh, this is, this is weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that there are some really important things to think about. Like, obviously, number one, this is something everyone is saying, but it just bears repeating is the fact that like, we've all been living through collective trauma. And as artists, we absorb that trauma more so than, you know, others. I also think it's really important, like, how, our situ- our situation and our environment, our like social environment and like where we are living in the world also has a big impact on that. So like, if you're in LA, you probably have felt the impact of the pandemic in a huge way because we've seen the traffic slow down. We've seen less people we've seen. I mean, LA was a ghost town at some point and that mm. in itself, like that imagery has a lasting impact on us, whether we think about it or not. So I think it's also really important to just like look at your surroundings and and think about how those surroundings are impacting your, your state of being. And then when you are looking at that as far as like what you can do about it. So number one, you know, make sure that your home space is loving and, and caring and, um, gives you a sense of peace and whatever that means to you. Like mental health in general is so individualistic and you know, what helps me may not help someone else. It's interesting. Your Instagram post about, um, shared spaces. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you saw, but a couple days before I actually posted something on my story about my house being a mess. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't. Because, and the reason that I posted it was because my, like my living space can get really disorganized and it's not even like the shared space thing. It's just that like, I will, like, for example, I had an imperfect produce box yesterday or a couple days ago that like, I pulled stuff out of there that was like emergency needs to be in the refrigerator and the rest I left on the floor. And it was just, it was because I could not have the brain space to like unpack that box and put the things and I just like having
0: it on the floor was fine for me in that time I you should know that when I got my imperfect box on Monday I took out the stuff that could go in the cabinets in the refrigerator and the box of produce sat on the counter for a full 24 hours because I was like I'm just the idea of taking them all out and assessing them and washing them and drying them I just I can't Mm -hmm. do it right sometimes you just can't do the task
1: right and I think that like I will often, if I do that, I will often then have the added like layer of feeling guilty for being disorganized. Like, why can't I like beat myself up? I'm like, why can't I be more organized and whatever? And I mean, like Helena, who's one of my best friends, you know, the producer of this podcast, like Mm -hmm. I, with her, she has OCD. So for her, that would absolutely, she could not handle that. And it was, it was actually a conversation that I was having with her, which just kind of like reminded me, like, I don't need to beat myself up about that because it doesn't actually bother me. Like it's like society makes me think that it should bother me. Therefore it's bothering me, but it doesn't actually bother me. And so that's why I wrote that post to be like, this is my house. And it is sometimes I have piles of things, places, but it does not bother me and that is okay. And I am like letting go of the worry of that, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that is to say, I think that like, you know, really figuring out what your home space is because we still are going to be living, you know, in our homes and going back to whatever. The other thing that I will say though is is our, this goes back to habits. Like our brains um, have, have ideas around what we want to do with our days and et cetera, and what we have built as far as our habits and our routines for the past year are probably very different than the year before. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really important to not feel like we have to automatically go back to the routine that we had pre-pandemic because we all are, are, I think, are feeling that pull of wanting to do that. Yeah. But it's also important to remind yourself that, so our brains, if they're, they, they're wired to the point where if you do something that is 10% different than the way that your brain is currently functioning, like if your routine is 10% different than your routine that you've been living for the past six months, your brain kind of like sends off little alarm signals and is like, wait a second, you're moving too fast. Are you sure you want to do that? Like, like freak out, freak out, freak out. And so I think that that's why, and that then causes anxiety and then it like, you know, just triggers all of these other things. So I think it's really important to remind yourself, like to just do tiny little changes in your day, tiny little, just like identify a couple things that you wanted to integrate from your past routine into your new routine and and try not to make huge changes all at once. Mm. And then the final thing with that as I'll say is that it's okay to also make plans and then change those plans and cancel those plans and decide like I've certainly had times in this past um you know f- few months like I'm very lucky that I've been vaccinated like fully for over a month now and so I have <clears throat> excuse me started seeing people and there have been a couple times where I I will have had, you know, like three hangouts in a week with people. And pre-pandemic, I was seeing people, like every single day I would see a different group of friends. Like I love, you know, collaborating with people. And now that three, that three people in a week is too much for me. And I need to like, be very selective about how I'm spending my energy, who I'm spending my energy around, Um, because I think I'm also just more aware of how that's making me feel.
0: Yeah. It feels like that was highlighted for us all in the last year. Definitely. It was a, it was something that I thought about a lot in the past couple of months as we have gotten vaccinated that I've gotten very protective of my personal time Mm -hmm. and, uh, my personal time gives me a lot of space to be a good actor in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways, Mm -hmm. I think self-care and not going out to drinking and not going out to dinner and things like that make me feel ready to go in the morning, regardless of what my day brings. Yep. And I am a little nervous to go back to having to go to birthday parties Mm -hmm. every other day or having things to do. And I know it sounds crazy because we've been begging for this, but at the same time, I want like a tablespoon of it. Mm And not like a cup and a half. Right. (laughs) How do we set up these boundaries for ourselves as we go into that the next couple of months?
1: I mean, I think the first thing to remember is like, if you're feeling that way, I bet your friends are feeling that way too. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, you know, talk to each other about that. I also think that, you know, I'm a huge advocate of writing down how a situation or a person or whatever makes you feel. Um, even if you're not going to necessarily listen to that, like, cause I, I think I, I, I really think it's important to not judge the way that we react to situations or the way that we feel about things or whatever. And, and that's definitely something that I'm working on. Like just because, for example, I saw someone a couple of weeks ago and it's, uh, I mean, she's a dear friend of mine. I, you know, I adore I adore her as a person. Seeing her in person again caused me so much anxiety. And just like her energy was not what I could handle right now. And so I, like that night after I saw her, I kind of wrote down just like a couple sentences about how I was feeling. And it wasn't to be like, I never want to see that person again. I am cutting that person out of my life. Like, that is not the boundary that I was setting. The boundary that I was setting for myself, I mean, it's not even necessarily a boundary. It was just a a notation as far as like, Deborah, if you do that again, it might make you feel this way because this is how it felt previously. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, I certainly understand the same thing as far as when it comes to drinking and, you know, eating bad food and all of that kind of stuff, like we, we can know our bodies and know that this is the thing that's going to make us feel better or worse in the morning, but we can also give ourselves grace and be like, well, I'm going to do it anyways, or I'm not or whatever, but just Mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of like having that conversation with yourself beforehand and then making an educated decision about, that yeah w- whether whether or not you're going to do that thing or see that person or whatever yeah. so i think that you know it's important to um to to not necessarily i mean of course it's important to like set boundary if boundaries if it's a situation that actually requires it but i think it is also important to to not be like oh i can't see that person or i don't want to do this thing or whatever but just to maybe try it and then see how you feel about it And then make a decision in the future because, Mm -hmm. and we're all, you know, we're all changing and, um, and, and as the situation continues to evolve, like who knows what is going to happen as this year has shown us.
0: Yeah. I like the idea of constantly assessing too. Mm -hmm. It just feels a little more doable. I have some people who I was friends with before this started, the way they reacted to COVID Mm -hmm. and their or not, not reacted at all really left me with a lot of feelings Mm -hmm. and I'm having a lot of trouble shaking those. This is going to get personal, but I know a lot of you told me you feel this way. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to forgive and forget when it was such a daunting situation. And to me, for example, I took it so personally, Mm -hmm. How do we go about wrapping our heads around being back in the world with, and the same is going to happen with the people who are not vaccinated or who choose not to be vaccinated, right? right. Some people are going to have hard opinions, some people not. I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble imagining myself forgiving and forgetting and moving back and like cheersing them at a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even picture it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. How do we get our head right in this situation? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean <laughs> clearly not asking for a rent.
1: <laughs> right. I was yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, first of all, I should say I am not a licensed practitioner or a therapist, but um <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> but an I w- advice giver. <laughs> yeah,
1: but but I, I mean I will say that I think that this is a situation where I think boundaries are perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I certainly know that I have had a few people in this pandemic who were good friends of mine pre-pandemic and I am no longer friends with them. And it is, it is partly for reasons of the pandemic and partly for other reasons, just the way that they've handled some things in general throughout Mm -hmm. the pandemic that is just, I think that the one thing with this is that so many people have kind of revealed their true colors. And if like we we are constantly growing and changing our friendship circles as people. I think that that's very normal. Um, and it's okay to have those people move to an outer circle. Like something that my therapist had me do months and months ago um, was you know, to, to take a piece of paper and write myself in the center and then make a circle outside of myself and then write down the people that you think are like your ride and die, like, ab, you know, they're your core, core people. And then on the outside of that, make another circle and then write people in that circle and then keep going out circle and circle and circle and write down the people and where they fall within that. And sometimes people will, you know, slip in and out of different circles. But it just, when I did that exercise, it really was such a wonderful reminder of the fact that we have layers of friendship and that it's okay i even wrote down on my paper like this is something that is um you know like these are people that i would confide in about this and then these are people that i will only talk to about these things like and i think that again just like f- physically writing that down and seeing it um is is really it, it's a valuable exercise and i mean unfort like uncomfortable um, conversations may come from setting boundaries with people, but I do think that it's, um, this is just unfortunately also kind of what, what it means to grow up Mm -hmm. and to, you know, like stand up for yourself and say like, this is, this is how I treat others. And this is how I expect to be treated. And if you maybe weren't reacting to things in the way that is comfortable, for me like that's okay that i just i want to make some boundaries with you i think it's also important to remember on the flip side that they are also allowed to do the same if they think that you were being you know overly cautious that you know, uh, COVID was made by aliens, they are also allowed to have that feeling, you know? Sure. Like they're wrong, but
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but they're allowed to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, you know, holding space for them to have that feeling as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think that like, you know, it's also just about finding your people. I think that you know, as we become busier and busier as actors and creators, like, I don't want people around me that aren't going to be my ride or dies. Um, and so it's also just kind of about calling down your friend group to the people that are going to have your back yeah. throughout
0: it all. What mm. <laughs> a little wild here. I know. In, in terms of acting careers, I feel like there's two very different – tiers of actors after the pandemic. And yep. I say after as though it's over, but in, in a month amidst the, you know, down, down corner of the pandemic, right. uh, there are those who spent the last year. Okay. I'm going to get really good at self-tapes. I'm going to do this and that who are like grinding, 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 always filling their schedule. You're looking at one of them. Mm-hmm. If it's something I'm dealing with. And then there's the other tier where a lot of people went home or moved away or took a complete break and are just now getting back, uh, into their career. So I would love to talk about those two different mindsets because they're both, they they both have pros and cons and getting back into things is jarring a little bit to both sides. For sure. Um, I mean, I'm like you, Sam, for sure.
1: I'm definitely the, uh, you know, constantly make a to-do list constantly whatever. And I, and I've, I have had to kind of sit in myself this year as far as whenever I have a self tape come in, I'm, I'm also in the, um, you know, put me on self tape class, Mm -hmm. like in their membership, which is awesome. Um, and I've had to really remind myself that like, I am, I will, I'm doing good work and I, um, I, I have confidence in my abilities and then to just kind of, leave it and work on the rest of my life. And I think you're right. There is then the other group of actors who've been focusing on the rest of their life for the past year. And now they have to come and focus on the acting stuff again if they so choose. I think that, you know, obviously there's no one right way to do it. Self-taping is not going away. So that's certainly something that I think if... You don't know how to self tape. That is a skill that you must learn. Like there's no, um, that is one to do list item that that has to be checked off. Like there's there's no if ands or buts about that. But when it comes to you know mindset and figuring out what what you should do next or or you know any of that kind of thing, I am personally a proponent of the fact that like financial stability is so, so crucial. And so whether or not you went home in order to find that financial stability, or you've been working this past year or whatever, I think that this past year for nothing else has shown us how everything can be ripped away. And having some kind of financial plan is so key and so I really think that that is something that people should focus on. But I would also say that if you're someone who has the luxury that you don't need to worry about that, um, like that's, that's, that's great. That's wonderful for you as well. And then you can focus on, um, you know, getting your creativity back or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just think I like to say that you need to figure out the thing that will kind of keep you up at night. That will that will be the thing that you will worry about, that will distract you from your craft, and that will distract you from from doing good work. And so, if that is financial security, then focus on that. Like, don't worry about you know trying to book series regulars right now or whatever. Just get your finances in order. If um you know you're someone who you think that your self tape skills are not good then then focus on that if you think that you know your scene study work isn't good then focus on that whatever there's the thing that like keeps you up at night just try and like give yourself some grace and some space to like focus on that thing because there's no one path when it comes to being an actor and I mean I think that there's the the one positive thing about this pandemic has really shown how um, I think number one it's expanded storytelling and has expanded the stories that are being told, but also the ages of the people and stories like it has really it's interesting because I was reading a pilot from like three years ago for a class. And it was um, this the roles in this script. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so from three years ago. (sighs) And but it was because it was just like a very small group of people, um, a very like it was not a diverse like script it was not diverse in age or mm-hmm. in ethnicity or anything and I was like this is so funny that this script is only from three years ago and yet now this script would not fly and I think that there's some, something so wonderful about that and so it just like it just really allows there to be space for all of us in whatever mm-hmm. you know phase is is yeah that we're gonna fit into
0: do you think that it, it's possible for us to move forward and continue to grow as creative people while also checking the trauma of the last year or so?
1: I think that that's where, again, like feel like feeling and processing does not have to be in the same time, like, you know, in the same day, in the same hour and whatever. Um, I certainly think if, you know, it's again, just like checking in with yourself again. Like if you, and, and I think that this also allows you to really see again, who's on your team, who is, is going to be the people that understand, have the same kind of sensibility as you, et cetera. Like if you're, if you get an audition that um maybe spark something for you. Um, you know, like if unfortunately you lost a family member during the pandemic and you have a you get an audition for a script that hits too close to home, it's okay for you to say, like, this is not something that I want to work through right now. Like it is, you know, there's this idea about like method actors and how we have to like put ourselves in uncomfortable situations in order to process things. I I think that's incorrect. I think that um, there certainly can be situations where that is cathartic, Mm -hmm. but that's so personal and there's no reason for you to push yourself into something that you're not ready for. I, I will say on the other hand though, if that is something that you feel like you are ready to do that processing, that's great. Like maybe you've already realized like how sad that experience was for you, et cetera. And using this script is gonna be cathartic in order for you to access some emotions that maybe you hadn't processed before and and really like bring a part of yourself into this character in a really wonderful, well-rounded way. Like that's that's incredible that you're able to do that work. but. It shouldn't be that you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this industry is not going anywhere, as we have seen. Um, thank God, knock on all the wood, and yeah. so it's it's okay if you need to pass up on opportunities or um, you know give yourself a week to lay in bed because suddenly in a few months, you are, are now feeling the weight of this past year and a half. Like there's no rhyme or reason as to when we are going to feel what we're going to feel. And it's okay if it does not hit you at the most opportune time. That is such as life sometimes.
0: Um, Sometimes we need that permission though, to feel definitely in a different timeline. Yeah. Um, Before we close out, I know that you, we, you and I had talked about before, uh, about having a instead of a morning routine, a morning menu, mm-hmm. and I think that is just so good for your mental health, and I loved it so much. So, if you will <laughs> kind of elaborate on that for our listeners, yeah, sure. I mean, like I'm definitely someone who I I I
1: can't um, live by my schedule as much as I even would like to, and I've really again, try to like let go of my guilt around not doing things in a very specific way. And one of the things that has really helped me with that is the idea of a morning menu. And so what that is, is I mean, I, I do wake up at around the same time every morning and I try to give myself about two hours between when I'm getting up to when I need to be at my thrival job. And during that time, I will often exercise because I love exercise. I think it's really important. Um, so that two hours will include exercise, but then the rest of the time I will, I have a list of things that make me happy. And that can be an inspirational book that can be, um, just like a novel that I'm reading that can be writing that can be tarot cards that can be, um, a playlist that you like. I really, pretty much have a list of things now in my head that I just like pick and choose. And like, for example, this morning I ended up, I'm reading a really great novel right now. And so I didn't do anything else besides read this novel for 45 minutes. And it was fantastic. And, and again, it's, it's, it kind of started because I was doing the artist way. And while I, I'm so impressed with people who can complete that and all of those, those sorts of things. For me, the rest of my day is so structured that for me to have morning pages in the morning, they felt like such a chore and they brought me no joy. Mm -hmm. And I, so I did them for about a month and then I was like, this is not making me happy. And I, and I can't like be in this pandemic and wake up and not be happy. That doesn't work for me. And so that's where I was like, okay, some mornings I do want to write. Great. Some mornings I just want to read. Some mornings I want to pull a tarot card. Like it just, it really allowed me, it just gave my, gave me permission to like let go of my ideas around what my morning should be and then to just allow my morning to be whatever I wanted it to be. Mm. So
0: it really sets you up to be in a good place. I love it too. Cause the second I commit to something, my brain's like, what about on Fridays? What if you don't do it on Fridays? Right. Like I instantly like the rebel in me is like, but what if, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, I think you mentioned on a previous episode, like the gamification of apps and how much they have, um, it, like set us up to fail, you the know, streak like mentality, of streak all. mentality, mm-hmm. and I'm completely the same way, and then and I'll end up completely beating myself up and it will make me feel shitty for the rest of the day. Cause I'm like, man, I didn't do, I didn't commit my commit to myself this morning. Like what's wrong with you, Deborah? (laughs) You know, like if you can't do, if you can't do this one thing, how are you ever going to be a series regular? Because like, if you can't do this, how can you show up for yourself? And I just had to be like, that's bullshit. Like I'm letting go of that. No, like I, I know the, the kind of career that I'm going to have. And that has nothing to do with what I do in the morning and what my morning should just be, what makes me happy, and what like starts my day off on the right foot. Period. Mm. Full stop.
0: Full stop. <laughs> this was awesome. Uh, yeah. Where do you want to direct people to to check you out, to check out the podcast, etc.? So you can find me
1: on Instagram um, and you can find my podcast on Instagram as well as on all podcasting platforms. The podcast is called More Than You See and we come out on Mondays. And um, yeah, my, my DMs are open. I always say this on Clubhouse and I will repeat it here. You know, I'm an indie producer and I love helping people. I have a lot of people who I've mentored um, and just like offered advice. And I, and I just really love, um, helping people navigate this industry in whatever way I can. So, you know, if you ever have questions, um, around my work or around mental health or anything like that, I'm always open for dialogue. So feel free to reach out.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for sitting down and taking the time for this. Of course. No worries. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're gonna take just a quick second to talk about something that is really important to me. This podcast series is called The New Normal for a reason. We have been through so much, we have adjusted, we have pivoted, we have grown. A lot has changed in the past year but one of the things that is not changing is the ability to learn new things online constantly and create community. That's why this whole podcast series is sponsored by The New Triple Threat a membership created by Ana La Madrid from Put Me On Self Tape and Alicia Oxy from That One Audition. You guys might have heard me talk about this before but I kind of want to break it down in detail what exactly is this membership. There are tons of acting classes online. There are tons of programs with different types for the business But to have it all combined into a holistic sense to create a career and not just get a job, I think this is one of the first places of its own kind. Anna and Alicia have built this course in three tiers so that each level is as accessible as possible based on your needs and based on the time and money you have to spend. I love anyone who is self-aware of an actor's income and energy level. The tiers consist of the co-star, the guest star, and the series regular. I'm going to focus on the guest star because that's the membership that I personally belong to I have been a member since the very beginning I am a huge huge fan of this the guest star membership includes access to all of their online courses including Alicia's classes on character building Anna's classes on framing for yourself tape and lighting yourself tape they're coming out with an editing course as we speak there is so much available online and you can take it on your own time this means you will never, quote unquote miss a class again. They are available to you as a working actor to fit a working actor schedule. Along with the classes in the guest star membership, you also have access to the twice monthly chats. These are one tech chat with Anna and one general character chat with Alicia. All of the chats I've been on, we've talked about all these topics, but we've also talked about where we're at in the business, what we need in our auditions, what we need help with, advice. It is just a beautiful place to touch base with actors. So, Not only do you have these evergreen classes that you can take on your own time, but you're also building a community in these meetups. If you guys are interested in joining me in the guest star membership, they have given us a special discount code. It is linked in my bio on Instagram and it is linked underneath this podcast. It is 77 bucks a month for the membership. I truly don't know the last time I paid less than $100 for an acting class. I am floored by this price. If you guys want to join me, let me know. If you have any questions, please feel free. You can always reach out on Instagram. And I am really excited to see you join me in the new Triple Threat. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. And thank you for supporting our sponsor, the new Triple Threat. You guys know you can always talk with me all the time at One Broke Actress on Instagram and check out anything that's going on at OneBrokeActress.com. And I will talk to you guys next week.